Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It podcast. I'm your host GB. I hope you all had a happy Halloween. I did not really a lot for it to be honest, so a bit boring. Um, but we're not here to talk about my weekend plans. We're here to talk to the person that's next to me. Today's guest is a TikTok star, products of the Kingdom and Lockup Wrestling Academy. Please give up for the victorious BRG, Brett Ryan Goslin. I know that's a bit of a mouthful right there, but how are you doing today, mate? You're good. No, 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 no. It's not a mouthful at all. It's like the perfect, it's how I'm announced at every single show. So, I mean, <laughs> you did it perfectly and you, and the intro was perfect. You, you literally get five stars right out the gate from me. Thank you. Thank you. And we're not even in the Tokyo Dome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> no, I appreciate coming on, mate. Uh, I know we had to reschedule, but I'm glad to have you on here. I know there's a bit of time difference, but it's perfect for me and it's perfect for you. So I'm happy. So Yeah, what time is it over there uh, for you? Nine o'clock. So it's not too bad. Nine o'clock. Okay, so not terrible. Not terrible. No, no. I've, I've done them a lot later. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't too bad. This gives enough time to get ready for work. And, you know. Absolutely. I love my job, by the way. My, my manager sometimes <laughs> listens to these. <laughs> <laughs> Rally points right there. I guess it's leaving work early tomorrow. Um, no, it's cool, man. It's cool. Um, I'm going to rewind the clocks, and I want to know what actually got you into wrestling in the first place. Uh, so I always tell people this on every podcast that I go on. Uh, I hated wrestling growing up. That's I had, like, zero interest in it. Like, I was a hockey kid, like, my entire life. That's um, the logo, then. You used to have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And me wearing a Montreal Canadian shirt at the moment. I might um, pretend I knew that. um it was like when i was hanging out with um my friends when i was a kid around like 13 years old Mm -hmm. in 2011 like i saw they had wrestling action figures and i was like you guys watch this that's so stupid and so like so you know they're like no 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 just watch it just watch it and then i started watching it and then um like january of 2011 like i saw edge for like the first time and he immediately hooked me and just all the storylines that were going on at SmackDown at the time. Yeah. I was just instantly hooked. So I remember like the first main event I ever watched on SmackDown was Edge and Kelly Kelly versus Dolph Ziggler and Lay Cool with the World Heavyweight Championship on the line. And at that time, Vicky Guerrero was the general manager. Yeah. And she was dating Dolph Ziggler. And then um Edge was not allowed to use the spear. Yeah, only Edge that. though. Yeah. And the finish was Kelly Kelly hitting um one of Lake Cool with the spear. Yeah, and then she got fired afterwards. So I was instantly hooked. I was like, "All right, this Vicky Guerrero girl, she needs to go. She needs <laughs> to get axed off like immediately. Like I, I can't wait for her to get her just due." Because yeah. I was like, I understood, but I also like. Didn't invested I, in it already. I was invested, like I was really invested, and then he started feuding with Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, and I remember just like being hooked. I was like, I don't want him to lose the championship at WrestleMania. Like I didn't know there was really any other wrestling pay per views besides WrestleMania, and so I went over to my friend's house. It was the first match. I was so excited because it was the one match I really wanted to see. And as soon as Edge came out, like, I jumped out of my seat. The only mm-hmm. time that I've done that since is when he returned in 2020. And Just think about that now, uh, that return. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it was, like, the moment right there. Like, Edge versus Alberto Del Rio, WrestleMania 27. That is 
what made me want to become a professional wrestler. And so literally around 2016, I mm-hmm. started training. Um, I trained with a different school before um, Matt. Like I started off there, mm-hmm. but then I eventually transitioned into Matt's school just because personally fit the needs of what I wanted um, a lot more than the mm. other school I was it seeing at the time. And developing like yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and more networking opportunities there as well, because at the time he was um, just became the six man tag champions at ring of honor. Yeah. So it was like the first ever. So that's around the time when I met him, which was like 2017, like beginning of 2017. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Mm. there's a lot that i'm gonna break down in that uh i mean i think it's cool by the way that you mentioned edge like being the guy that kind of inspired you and kind of got you into wrestling in the first place Mm -hmm. and obviously even though it's 2011 edge has been around for quite a long time anyway it's making me Mm -hmm. feel old as well but for him in a way like his last match is kind of like got you into wrestling as well like wrestlemania against the rio and he had that break and then we talk about the moment he comes back but during that period when you became a fan as it went on um when did you exactly know you wanted to become a professional wrestler? I know you said Matt Taven's school wasn't the first choice, but was the first yeah. school, was that Spike Dudley's school, the lockup? Uh, no, 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 it wasn't. Okay. Um, it was a completely, I don't mention them really. Okay, um, no, that's fine, anymore. that's fine. Just um, yeah, that's fine. due to like differences on things. Yeah, no worries, mate. <laughs> no worries. Um, but yeah, it was WrestleMania 27. Like yeah. that, that match with Del Rio and Edge, that's the match that I was like, okay, I'm going to yeah. do this. I'm going to do this. And like a naive 13 year old didn't know what he was getting into, but he just knew mm. that he was going to do this. This was his passion. Like I was always told growing up that I was like good at acting mm-hmm. and I was always entertaining. And, um, and I was an athlete, not like, mm. you know, not like a I mean, five-star clip clop. Like we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> but it's like, I'm not like a five-star athlete, but like I'd say I give myself a good like three and a half, three and a half stars at, at best. Like, you know, a little bit above average, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so, but I remember there was like one time Taven told me, he's like, Brett, you are the most unathletic athlete I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that so <laughs> it's like, much. that's a compliment. <laughs> I, love it. I mean, it is a compliment, it's a bit, bit backhanded, but yeah, I'll get it. It's a back, it's backhanded. I knew it was just busting my balls that day, but it was yeah. just, it was just funny because it still sticks in my head. Um, but yeah, um, literally, so like 2011, I literally went, like after Edge retired, mm-hmm. I was hooked on Christian. Like I wanted Christian to win the World Heavyweight yeah. title because he had that, affiliation with edge yeah and then christian turned heel and i'm still on his side i was like you know what guess where go for am it. i allowed to swear you can All go right. for it mate, honestly. fuck randy orton <laughs> fuck randy orton i was like he i thought i'd been holding the end like all day in preparation for this interview yeah. as well <laughs> but i was like fuck randy orton he just took that title off of christian who we worked Did 17 you, like, years like for five days or something like that after he won it exactly Ooh, that pissed me off technically two if technically two because it was a tape smack oh yeah yeah, yeah. but oh, still christian yeah so and then on on raw it was like cm punk was it was right around the time he did the pipe bomb promo yeah so i knew like i, I didn't know the, the the historical significance of that mm-hmm. promo until years later but I just remember being like, this guy is like cool. Mm. Like he doesn't care what he says. Like he legitimately said on TV, he wonders what happens when Vince McMahon's mm-hmm. dead. 
I was like, and I'm the angsty son-in-law and idiotic daughter, and things are around, but yeah, yeah, I might be angsty, like thirteen-year-old, like like listening to pop punk and emo music and all that stuff. So like that was like that was kind of like the vibe I was Mm. feeling at the time. So like I was like, I like these anti, yeah, exactly. I like these anti-heroes. I like these villains. Like the villains are more fun. And like Christian had like a legitimate reason to be mm. a villain. Like you, you find like a he had like a full purpose as to why he was a villain. Yep. Those are like the main things that I love about wrestling is that even though like you see like a villain, mm-hmm. and just in storytelling in general, it's like you see a villain, but you also see like why they're justified in yep. being who they are. You see, a good like villain. Darth Vader, like you see, like over the course, exactly. why he's become the way he is. I love that you mentioned that because I love Star Wars. So, nice. like, that's just a per, and he's my favorite character. Favorite and Star Wars film? Go on, go for it. Favorite oh, Star Wars Empire film. Strikes Back. Empire I will, Strikes I Back. I always say New Hope. I always say New Hope. I'm sorry. Like, I just... nah. I mean, it's it's the original. Yeah. I get it, but it's like I just love the introduction to the characters, the development, Luke's journey, how he literally meets them all, and you know, it just I love it, man. It's the first one I saw as well. So, mm-hmm. so like man it's so i was going on like a little tirade about um like storytelling and having like the best characters like the person that does that the best these days is like is like mjf Mm. just like every like his promos have been like super on point this year and like he makes me strive to be a better promo like more and more like i'm already like i already see myself as like a good promo but Mm -hmm. like if there's a bar that's been set it's been by him and it's been this year because like his promo work and his storytelling and his character work has been like on another level one that i'm trying to get to at this time yeah but to hear from like someone that is like like, in the younger generation now which you are to hear like your aspiring to be like mjf as opposed to the rock steve austin piper you know big names unless you are i mean you can correct so so here's the thing i I don't see myself trying to aspire to be like MJF. I yeah. just see him as he's the best right now. Yeah, yeah. I need to, how do I get to that level? Personally, like it's funny you mentioned like the older guys. I love Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. I think he's the best all around performer in WWE history, in wrestling history for that. I'll talk it. I'll talk it. it. Because he had the promo, he had the memorable mm. voice, he was a star outside of the ring. Mm hmm. His in-ring work, like people will will fault Hogan for his in-ring work, but there was they couldn't say that about Savage. Mm. The only thing is, is that like Savage didn't really stay around wrestling after WCW folded, no. so he kind of like got lost in the limelight a little bit. He is my favorite wrestler of all time, and like he is. The absolute best. Like I have like five Macho Man ready. I, I, I honestly thought you were gonna say Edge just because he's the one that got you into it. But for you to yeah. go back and then be like, actually, it's the Macho Man here. Like, yeah. Like I did school cool. projects on him. Really? I did school projects on him. Yeah. Like there was a voice and diction class I took in college, and they the final project was find a unique voice, and you are to analyze it what makes yeah. it unique and what makes it memorable and then you are to do the exact same thing i'm like okay that's perfect because i already know macho yep. man Randy savages yep. i already know his wrestlemania 3 promo by heart so Mate, this is gonna be give it to me please 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 
See if you can put oh, more Macho Man impressions into shape. Oh, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage, Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, was in the state of shock. The dragon steamboat came back, yeah, but this time, and for the largest audience in the world, not only will I embarrass you, not only pin you with a one, two, three count, but I'll put you out of wrestling for good. Oh, yeah, dragon, I am the lord and master of the ring, and you're gonna find that out one athlete to another right now. You can't be with me, no history beckons the macho man, yeah, word for word as well, man. Like, honestly, I could probably name like the two lines of it that fucking what did your teacher say by the way when you actually did the promo oh uh, well i turned around and everyone was just like oh like <laughs> because everybody in everybody in that class was doing like sports broadcasters yeah, and, like, yeah commentators yeah. and stuff and i'm just like here's fucking mantra man ready yeah. i love it man i hope you got a good grade for that mate. like honestly just... oh i got an a i got an a that's... absolutely yeah man i hope they dig it that's fucking quality, man. No, that's, that's I'm glad you did the promo as well. Like, that's I, I might just like edit this bit and just like share this. Part. That's... There was, I just remember there was another time I was doing another acting class. Yeah, and um, the teacher was just like, "Okay, you know what? You're gonna take this script for a Listerine commercial, and just we're gonna pick who in the class had the best one." And just everyone started doing like different voices. Like my buddy did. Uh, Mr. Mackey from South Park. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. He did that. He like me and him were tagged because I busted out Macho Man during that list. <laughs> Macho Man and Mr. <laughs> it was perfect. I won. I won. The whole class picked me, but it was just like, it's like, yeah, I had fun in college. Like, yeah. a lot of all my, all my media projects were wrestling related. Yeah. And I remember there was just like one time. Like, there was one time it wasn't related to wrestling at all, but I was doing, like, this, like, uh, this, like, PR class. Mm -hmm. And this guy was, like, giving us such a hard time about, like, uh, women being used more on television. He was like, well, why would I say this? Uh, why would I do this? Why would I do this? I don't know the exact specifics, but I remember I had already hated this professor during, mm -hmm. throughout the entire semester, and I was so sick of his shit. So I just went on a tirade. I was like, well, guess what? In WWE, they do this, this, and this, and this is how they went with the women's yeah. revolution. And they went about it this way. So you could do it the exact same way. And I literally threw a pencil. You literally did your own pipe Because I literally, <laughs> people were like in shock. I was like, thank God this is the last class because I don't want to see any of these people ever again. Because I just probably embarrassed myself by making a whole point yeah. on, on the women's revolution in WWE. Right, that's quality. That is so cool. Like, you literally joined Pipe Bomb, and you did it by literally talking about the women's revolution, which we all know. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool, man. That's, oh, I have to applaud you for that, honestly. That's... Thank you. I, I appreciate that. It's just, man, <clears throat> I it, I tend to bring a lot of things into wrestling because it's yeah. something I can relate to, and it's a mm -hmm. topic I know, like, so well. As someone who got into it quite late, that's just, you've literally took it on and just become like a lot in a way like in short time become a lifelong fan if that makes sense yeah because i just i in my whole world is revolved around wrestling yeah i have like a group chat of like eight guys it's like all me and my friends from like mm. the northeast and we just were sending matches to each other all the time yeah. we're talking about wrestling it's just like it, we mm -hmm. constantly talk about wrestling and i don't know everything but like God damn! When I get a chance, like look at something. Hey, but you're that still I've, young, like, though. Like, and you're obviously, and you're, yeah. you know where you are. 
Like you've, you know, yeah. you've become like you've already been on AW, which I will get into in a minute. And the fact that you've literally been doing this for what five, six years already. Yeah. It's and wild. you're still pretty young. It's quite scary. Yeah, it it is because I have because <clears throat> I've gone into the deep end of this thing. Mm. Like I didn't jump into the shallow one. I jumped like mm. straight into it. I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make mm. sure I do this right. But don't get me wrong. Like when you're like seventeen, eighteen, eighteen years old, and you come into this business, the problem is a lot of people still remember you as that seventeen, eighteen year old. And yeah. I still had some growing up to do. Like twenty four, I still have some growing up to do. But I've learned from a lot of the mistakes I made early on. Yeah. So like that's that's the wild thing about wrestling is because some people. You know, they come into this and they're already a fully mature adult. I matured while I was wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And still have some maturing to do. You've had that growth already within the wrestling Mm -hmm. business. I want to talk to you about your actual official in-ring debut. I want to know, how did it go? Did you have any friends or family there? Or including your professor, by any chance? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just want to know, like, because you get fun stories from it. How did it go? Mm -hmm. My in-ring debut? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. We don't, we don't, <laughs> my in-ring debut, I was under a mask and it ended up going around my entire high school. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, so, so, so uh, you got footage already. Did you, did you I went to footage? an all, uh, I showed one of my friends and they ended up finding it and then it ended up on my French teacher's uh, TV that, that day. <laughs> and everybody was watching it. And I was like, this is cool. But at the same time, this is like, I went to an all guys school. Yeah. Like all guys Catholic high school, like ball busting was a thing. Yeah. So like, that's just all I heard for weeks. And then one kid I couldn't stand ended up printing out like a poster for like one of my shows and just putting it everywhere in free advertising uh, it's free advertising but i was like oh my god i mean at your like, expense though, at the same time there's, yeah. the, there's a difference between like i i like a good joke and then someone just trying to make fun of me yeah yeah it was yeah. like it was like i got in a, like here's the thing like i i got into a couple fights in high school and well, like wrestling not even that. It was just oh, over well. some stupid, stupid drama yeah, that yeah, yeah, happens yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. But like the first thing they would always say is like, "Oh, this ain't WWE. You're gonna lose." Yeah. And like not to pat myself on the back, but Jesus Christ, like they they regretted saying that because beat their ass that day. But that's just like it, it's so hard to do this business when it's like it's like a grown adult business mm-hmm. when you're a kid. Because it's so different on how you see the world. Because you're hanging out with adults. People who are in their, like, mid-20s. And they're, like, kind of, like, showing you how the world really works outside of a high school in mm. West War and Warwick, Rhode Island. It's wild. Yeah, no, I can get that. I mean, like, you know, everyone, I think there's, you know, light-hearted teasing, light-hearted jokes. But if you're going out your way to make someone miserable, hopefully they're not. You know, karma's bit them in the arse. That's what I'm going to say. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, fuck them. But uh, <laughs> I'm doing pretty well for myself. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. I'm doing very well. And any of those kids that wanted to, they mm-hmm. they would shut their mouth now because I've been able to do a lot of cool things because of mm-hmm. wrestling, and I love it. Yeah, no, 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 I'm glad to hear that, man. That's why I've got you on here as well to talk about the cool things that you have done in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to speak mm-hmm. to you about Clip Clop. 
I've got to okay. speak to you. Uh, please explain <laughs> to me how you came up with the idea. I mean, last time I saw it, it was maybe Chava Guerrero in WSW. Mm. Um, but where you've actually had Kiplop, a horse and a stick, actually do some like some sick rhymes. Like, honestly, stuff I heard. <laughs> You're talking about the Max Caster. <laughs> yeah. so, so, the funniest thing, the funniest thing about that whole thing is like this. I was I was thrown into the the Stetson Ranch faction. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is dumb. Like, I don't I don't want to do this. Like, why? Like me? Like, I have an ego. I, I'll be the first person to say that. Yeah. I have an ego. And like when I am being someone's lackey, it, it it rubs me the wrong way because I'm like I'm a leader in other factions, and then being put as someone else's like right hand man, I'm like I don't like it. But again, that's an ego thing that I have to suck up sometimes. Yeah. But in that situation, I was just like, you know, I'll just have the most fun with it. People were also telling me to have fun with it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. You said you know I. I said in a pro like I said in my very first promo, I mentioned Clip Clop. Yeah. I mentioned him because I knew it was gonna happen. I knew I was gonna do that. I was dead set on it. Yeah. And then the when I knew I was gonna be wrestling Caster, I like the first thing I thought of was there's a voice feature on this on this horse. There is a voice feature. I'm gonna have him rap. I'm going to get gold chains and a hat and I'm going to put sunglasses on him and make him look like a rapper. And it is so this is the cool thing about Max mm -hmm. is like I tend to overthink things. Yeah. And I thought to myself, okay, I am the heel. This is going a little bit behind the curtain, but I feel this is a good testimony to what a good guy Max Caster is. Mm -hmm. I as the heel in the match, I always feel that the babyface has to get um the last word on everything yeah so in this situation i was going to be burning caster but caster didn't wasn't trying to do like rapping or anything like that he was trying to do something different and i told him i was like i have this idea i, I don't want to do it he's like absolutely do it and then when i realized he wasn't going to be rapping i was like you know what i'm not going to do the horse gimmick just because i feel like they're going to want to make you rap yeah they're they're going to want you to rap right after He's like, no, no, do it. It's a great idea. I'll think of something to to do, and mm -hmm. then you just you just hit me at the bell, like yeah. hit me after I say this line. I yeah. was like, oh yeah, the okay. Toy Story line, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing is like that was done solely because he wanted to make sure that I got my moment because he yeah. knew it was going to be a good moment and he knew how well it was going to get mm -hmm. over. He got a huge pop from the crowd. They went and, right for and, it. And that's what I mean. It's like he knew, he knew that that was going to be a good moment. Yeah. So, to, in order to help me get over, he mm -hmm. did something that he didn't really want to do, which I feel yeah. is a good testament to that he puts the business first before his own needs. Yeah. Which I think is really awesome. Yeah. And one thing as well, you got your hate back as well. And obviously, he get he gets to remain the baby face, you know. He wants yep. to overcome the, the cheating hill. And no, it was, it was a really good match, by the way. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's on YouTube. Uh, among Thank the you. Matches. Um, I really enjoyed that clip clop. Just, I'm not going to lie. I was like, God, speaks to Madness. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite matches I've had this year. By it, like, no, one of my match, favorite. Um, it's like. Mm. No, 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 sorry. No, you speak, mate. You speak. No, no. I, go okay. Man. I was going to say, it's like, it's that match. Um, my match with Juice Robinson, mm -hmm. and then um, 
my triple threat match at Limitless um, for the first round of the Vacation Land Cup. It was like the three matches that like I'm super proud of this year. Mm. And you still got like what, another two months to go, so there might be another match that might squeeze into your top matches that you've had this year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe, maybe. Um, but what we'll, we'll ask about your goals and what other matches you got lined up soon? Um, but I want to ask you about um, AW Dark because I mentioned mm-hmm. that earlier, and Max Casters from AW as well. So you actually mm-hmm. got to appear there against um, the Nightmare Factory, yeah, QT Marshall's gang. Uh, shout out to Anthony Ogogo, big fan of him. But yeah, so you got to appear there and using an eight man tag. I want to know mm-hmm. how was the experience and how did you actually end up getting the opportunity in the first place? So the good thing is, is that like um, with AW, it's really just a, a networking thing. So it's mm-hmm. like you send an email to the right. So you send an email to to Sean Dean. I don't know if this is going to be like crazy or anything, but anybody who knows like how to get extra work, it's like, it's not really that unknown. So mm-hmm. You send an email, you inquire to be there. They, you know, QT kind of looks over the talent and he picks which ones come, whatever. Yeah. So he they invited me. The um I went um a first time. I didn't really get anything the first time. The second time when I um I did get a match, I remember I was discouraged at first because they had filled out the board and I didn't see my name there. Yeah. So I was a little discouraged. And then they went and changed up the board and changed up one match, and they made it an eight man tag. I remember. I was so happy because not only one was I like nervous, but I I got to do it with like two of my friends, mm-hmm. which brought the nerves down. Yeah, uh, Bobby Orlando and Bryce Donovan, they're super super chill guys. They're um they were also in the Shook Crew with Max Caster before he was part of the Acclaimed. Cool little side note. So they're super awesome guys. Um, the fact that I was able to do that match with them yeah. made it like a ten times like better experience. Um, the match. Oh my god! Like I think it's. So I mean, you was in first, so you know you you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's it's just so funny because Cole Carter, who's in there now, mm-hmm. joined the factory a week later, and I find it so funny because everybody always jokes about how we look alike. Me and him. Mm. Like my mother has said. How much we look alike. One because second. Hold on. Like... Whilst I've got you on here, I'm going to do it now. Hold on. Give me one minute. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody does. That's so, like, it's just I a running just replace, joke. Now, like, but... the image that I've used to advertise this episode just for a picture yeah. of Carl and see if anyone notices. Yeah, I mean, you could. You could. Because, like, so like the joke started when we were we were wrestling each other and we had the exact same pose in our promo pick. We had the exact same pose. And then yeah. on top of it, so going back to what I was saying, it's like it's so funny that Cole Carter literally joined the factory a week after I wrestled the factory. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got some That's good timing some stuff, haven't you? It's just so funny. Mm. It's just funny because we were joking about it that day, me and Cole. We were like, oh, man, maybe we should go up to, to Tony Khan and just be like, hey, make us a tag team called the Baby Faces, but we're heels. <laughs> That's all we got to do. It's like, TK I, will I, listen to it, man. Take care before you did listen to that. <laughs> we're not going to assume. We're not going to assume. <laughs> That's cool. Man. I've, I've, I've seen, yeah. I've heard stories of just people asking TK for for five minutes of, their uh for of his time and ended up getting tossed out of the building 
One, because he wasn't supposed to be there, and two, because that's just stupid. But that's besides the point. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> If anyone is listening yeah. to this, yeah, just shut the fuck up and do your job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, same time, you don't want to like bother them. But yeah, no, I get that. I completely get that. Um, yeah. As I said, I can't confirm anything. Um, but I do have a feeling you may be back there sooner rather than later, so... Fingers crossed. Yeah. Find out soon. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, my man. Um, as I'm gonna wrap this up, do you have any specific career goals or any anything you'd like to do, like in terms of wrestle in this location, wrestle this person, um, wrestle this stipulation, whatever, you know? I want so here's the thing, I'm a very go with the flow kind of guy. I mm-hmm. kind of just like let life play out with me. Um the good the thing is I do want to wrestle internationally. What yeah. with Whoever it is, I don't care as long as I'm making a good living and I'm doing what I love. I don't care where I go. Yeah. Um. Personally, obviously, I want to be signed to the two major companies, AEW mm-hmm. and WWE right now, just because they have a TV. But I would go anywhere as long as they give me the opportunities to wrestle like some of the best in the world, which is what I want to do. The fact that I've already had like a small taste of it, like wrestling yeah. Juice Robinson in March, amazing mm-hmm. experience. and it's like it was just a little taste Mm. and i want more of that and just like being around some of the best in the world like this past week um when i was running ring crew from new japan Mm -hmm. like like to see kazuchika okada and jay white wrestling in a ring right in front of you like you're sitting at ringside and helping out with the show while also watching them wrestle is an amazing experience and i want Mm. to be able to like not only do that for somebody, but also wrestle in their shoes. Like I want to be wrestling the best in the world. Yeah, and making good money while doing it. The money helps, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Now maybe you can come to the UK one day, mate. Fingers crossed. Hey, you never know. You never know. Any promoters out there getting booked? Get BRG booked. Um, but no, that'd be good as well. Like just to travel the world, get the experience where you can. I mean, like I said, you're only like 24, mid 20s. Like you're. Yeah, fine. You'll be fine, man. Honestly, like the you know, the world is yours. To quote Scarface, you'll be absolutely <laughs> fine, mate. Um, you did wrestle the Boogeyman, by the way. Um, quite yeah. early in career. I gotta ask this. Like, just I've never mentioned Boogeyman in the podcast. I'm gonna end it on speaking to you about the Boogeyman. How was that? <laughs> um, terrifying, and not for the reasons you think. Oh. Um, <laughs> that clock is real. It's real glass. Yeah, and. Again, I'm going to go behind the curtain a little bit. I knew I was getting choke slammed at that point. Mm-hmm. And he smashed the glass right where I was going to get slammed. So literally, as he's circling me and Cam Zagami, I'm like kicking glass o- away with my foot so I don't get stabbed when I go down for the choke slam. Because he'd already shattered it. I'm like, I'm screwed. And yeah. then the, the worms don't taste good. Yeah. For anybody that thinks that it does, you got you got another thing coming. Wouldn't even attempt it. No, not for no. Me. He like it was it was a great rewarding experience though. Mm. Like Taven Taven was at that show and he was like, it's kind of mm. like a rite of passage. Like you get the worms from Boogeyman. I was like, I can mm. see that. And like I really wanted to wrestle the Boogeyman that day. So when I got told I was, I was happy. Yeah. But yeah, no, in that that one like ten second radius, I was terrified because mm. I was like, don't get like stabbed by glass don't get stabbed by glass that was the one thing i was thinking what do i do now the glass or the worms <laughs> oh, I, I would take the worms 100 percent. that that hard 
core yeah. stuff getting slammed on glass, that can be for everybody else. I'm mm. all set with it. Yeah, awesome. I'm actually going to quickly ask about Matt Taven before I do officially wrap this up, just because I've actually okay. met him in the UK as well. Lovely guy, really big fan mm -hmm. of him. You had the pleasure of uh, training with him, and I think you've been speaking quite high of him. Uh, I just want to know, how was he in general? Like, how was he as a coach? And if there's anything you can share, like any advice that he specifically gave you? He's very big on character work. Mm -hmm. um, and I can see why, because he's a big character. Mm -hmm. But yeah. he, <laughs> like, he's tough on you. Yeah. There's day like he is tough on you, but at the same time he wants what's best for you. So he's always gonna be like honest with you. Yeah. Now his trainer, which Ryan Waters, who was at the lockup, he, he's like ten times like more straightforward than Matt is. So it's kind of wild. Like Matt's mm -hmm. kind of like the the first little bit of like super straightforward, like strict, but like cares. He yeah. cares about his students, but only really cares when you put in the, the effort. Mm -hmm. You have to put in the effort for him to give you that same effort. That's mm -hmm. kind of like his mentality with everything. And like, he's a good guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you ask him that can take criticism very well. Like, it, but as long as it's constructive criticism, not like you're shit. Like, I feel yeah. like it, you be one of those people, I can prove you wrong and I'll do it like right mm -hmm. now, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Well, that's just the perk of being an organized sports your entire life you always yeah. i always had a coach mm -hmm. i always had someone who was coaching me whether it be my my father or just anybody else that i had for a coach like they were strict and they were tough hockey was a tough sport you mm -hmm. had to like pretty much leave your feelings at the door mm -hmm. because like people are here to help you get better and that's going to suck some days because you don't want to hear what they have to say yeah i appreciate people more when they give me an honest feedback yeah. And they tell me things that I could work on as yeah. opposed to as just opposed like, to like, oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was good. Oh, mm. thanks. But but you yeah. know, deep down, it's not. But yeah, no, no, I get that. I, I kind of agree with that mentality. And I, I think it improves you, makes you a better person, not just in sports and Absolutely. stuff, but in general, like work and, and life. But I appreciate bluntness mm -hmm. as opposed to someone just being false. But nah, awesome, awesome stuff, my man. Um, BRG, where can the fit? Oh, let me try it again. BRG, where can the listeners and the followers find you on social media? It's very easy. Just type in victorious underscore BRG on Twitter, Instagram. And TikTok. I know the TikTok uh, is coming at the end. <laughs> and the TikTok, uh, TikTok, it blew up during mm -hmm. the pandemic, and it's just kind of been, kind of been a selling point now for wrestling. So it's a good little. I'm, thing I feel me. I'm going to join it at the end of the year. I just think like I see what's doing for people, and I feel I'm going to have to do it, man. I feel I'm going to sell yeah. myself. <laughs> doesn't hurt. It doesn't yeah. hurt. You don't have to post. You can just watch. Yeah. Me, that's how I got into it. I was there's up a at lot of so four a.m. I was up at 4 a.m. Yeah. during the pandemic just scrolling through TikTok because I had nothing else to do. Yeah. It's like it gets addicting when you first start. I, I but, can imagine. It's a bit like Instagram and like the stories on Instagram, but there's yeah, just a lot, there's a whole lot more on TikTok. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll give it, I'll consider it. I'll consider it. But my man, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. I'm glad that we uh, have been able to get this interview done. I think that's an absolute genuine laugh. I mean, we had some good stories as well, as you told as well about school and fuck the professor. You know, match yeah. uh, <laughs> if he does listen to this, take that. I'm joking. Yeah. But, um, 
Nah, it's cool, man. Thank you for coming on. Uh, for everyone, if you can like this video, subscribe to this account. That would be much appreciated. If you can follow BRG, also follow yours truly in my social medias in the description below. That would be much appreciated so I can continue doing this on a weekly basis and bring on guests like the victorious BRG on. That would be fantastic. But for now, everyone, as you've all enjoyed Halloween, have a great week and a great weekend. Hello there, I've got a special announcement for my next guest. I was going to do a microphone gesture, but if you listen to the podcast, you'll find out why. Hello, this is Ringside Ray, and I'll be appearing on What You Call It Podcast. You heard. <laughs>